Let's talk about the future. Sometimes I meet swimmers or runners and they're like paralyzed. They're paralyzed and they're asking questions like, how will I ever be able to run 42.2 kilometers? I'm struggling after 10 Ks. Or how will I ever be able to swim 1.9 kilometer in open water in the ocean if I can't even do 400 meters in a swimming pool? How will I ever manage to do this? <laughs> Excellent. Thank you for joining me on today's show. Welcome to the Advanced Endurance Coaching Podcast. My name is Heiko. If you're a first-time listener, hey, I just grab this mic and I rip it. I speak what is on my mind. And what is on my mind is running and a mental attitude. And of course, seeing that I also teach swimming, there's also a bit of swimming coming into it. But mostly it's about really helping you become better, stronger, and smarter because you know this. Those shoes, I just saw a nice ad for Hoka. I don't even know the brand, but they look so good. I didn't even know they existed a couple of minutes ago. And I'm like, I want them until I saw the price. But I know these shoes aren't really going to make me go faster, nor are those fancy swimming goggles, which are going to display your time like a head-up display, like a fighter pilot. Can you believe it? I also think I need them. <laughs> but here on this show, we know that those things don't really help you. What helps you is your attitude and your mindset. And you'll see if you go on Amazon, I've written a couple of books about it. Ah, by the way, thanks to the guy who's giving me a very negative rating there. Well done. Maybe you didn't get it. The show is not about being complicated, about being offering complex solutions. It's about offering pragmatic and usable tools that are helping you become better on your run. It's really going to help you. Listening to this Doing these exercises, doing the, the content, transforming it, using it in your running is going to transform you as a runner. That's the whole idea behind it. And today, I just want to share with you something really just how it happened. You know, I took part in, in two events in this month, a very busy month, and I, was, I didn't get the result I hoped for. Now, hope is not good, especially, hey, Heike, aren't you a run instructor? You know, didn't, didn't you do some certificates, some educational courses to teach this? Yes, I did, but I didn't apply. It means I wasn't well enough prepared. I did a, a 40-miler trail run, incredibly steep hills through the most beautiful autumn scenery, leaves, hundreds difference of colors. And the other one was a swim and run where it went out into the Mediterranean Sea. And it was a very rough day, a very rough swim indeed. And as I said, I didn't get the result I wanted. The, uh, the trail run on the last six kilometers, I got overtaken by two runners, which usually never happens to me. Usually and the last stretch is where I really perform well, the last third of the race, the last quarter of the race. And so, of course, you know, you have this event where you didn't perform as you did. And I was thinking, you know, what, what is happening? What thoughts come up? What thoughts come up with that runner or that swimmer who is doubting, will I ever make it? And actually, it's not the it's not the rough seas, or it's not the you know the inability to feel fit after swimming 400 meters. It's not the it's not the the difficulty of the trail. It's not the the duration of of running um, up a hill or down a hill. There there are there are many reasons what come up or why thoughts come up. But the main reason is usually fear, and fear is something that I actually never want to have. <laughs> But with so many people, it is fear of uncertainty. And in that moment where we realize that there's a, 
that there's a statistic probability of, hmm, let's say, 100% that each and every one of us is going to die, that's going to change your perspective. Then actually, if I realize, look, one day we're going to die, and I say this sometimes in a coaching environment, you usually see people's eyes go up and they're like, oh my goodness, this guy's crazy. No, I'm not crazy. It is a fact. We are going to die, and this is going to change your perspective because I don't need to have fear for anything, especially not an event I'm taking part in. So being brave is not the absence of fear, but it enables you to do to get in motion to get motivated so actually looking forward to the future it's you've got time on this planet earth and you're not sitting in a wheelchair you're not lying in a hospital bed you know you've got the ability to run and to swim you've got the ability to to really live life to its full and one day you're going to die so why are you focusing on how you're going to notice your time the best way possible perhaps you have a a uh, certain picture in your mind of the future and, and it you know perhaps you wanted to be fitter at this age perhaps you wanted to be faster at this age perhaps you wanted to be a more dedicated runner fact is it it didn't happen for whatever reason but hey remember time is running so don't stand there like you know the the rabbit in the in the spotlight or the deer in the in, in the headlight uh, let's go and see how we can move forward out of this paralysis. <laughs> so it's easier said than done, isn't it? But there, there, there are two reasons why people don't move forward. One is the, the, if there are certain issues from the past which, which are holding you back. Uh, and the second one is fear, of course, and doubt about the, the future. Sometimes even there is a lack of a vision of the future. So that would be three points. Now, the effect it has on people is that they really then are caught in the headlines. And they do know that the only moment to create the future is now, right now. But if you are in the state of fear, it is a reflex in the brain, cortex, uh, you, you can't create the, the future. So this fear is like a huge, big wall or I think they, they talk about like you're, you're in the mist um, and it, it's in your way and here what the show is all about and the guy uh, <laughs> who didn't fully understand what the book is about is to get you into movement and to help others get moving again once we get going we can build up motivation and that's why of course, um, I'm not saying be, be optimistic about everything. I mean, I, I was a bit too optimistic with the one event that I did. <laughs> you should have seen me suffering up that hill. <laughs> At kilometer 30 to 35, I was like really suffering. <laughs> and I was too optimistic. So it might have been better to be a little bit more pessimistic, but not negative into the future. So the argument should be to prepare oneself properly. Because... You know, you're already getting a bad start if you're looking with fear into the future, like, oh my goodness, you know, this, this trail run is, is extremely steep, the, these hills, it, it, it rained the night before, it'll be slippery, you know, that's creating fear. So we all want a better future, and fear is just one possible reaction which we can have in the future. There are many possible other reactions we might be having. 
It, it's, it's, sometimes we feel like it's the only one. And trust me, when I saw the steepness of that hill, there was a beautiful castle up on top there. I thought, how the heck am I going to... Oh, that question also popped up with me. And I, and I love running. I've run further than this. I've run steeper than that. But in that moment, it's like... Phew. Anyway, let's remember, we're, we're not waiting for the future. The, the longer you're waiting... For the future, the shorter it gets. And right now, especially here in Europe where I'm living, there's so many people that are becoming nearly hysterical because of, of fearful thoughts, especially regarding COVID. And, and, you know, people, they just, they feel something and they react. They feel something and they react. They feel something, fear, they've read something and then they react. And how about you just replace feeling something thinking and then reacting you know that that, that would help sometimes and this this um, fear that is that, that is driving one without any control it's just going straight from feeling to reaction you know rather than saying th there are ways to protect oneself from covid and um, without opening a can of worms and our vaccination and Microsoft and all, you know what I'm saying. Yeah? There, there are ways and means to protect oneself. And as a matter of fact, more people are dying every day in malaria than, than <laughs> dying from COVID. If you've ever had malaria, like I have once, you think you're going to die on the first day, and on the second day, you hope you're going to die. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, it's there's so many people dying of malaria, but it's just not in the headlines. And the same with your with your running, with your running goals, or with or with your swim goals. You know, focus on where can you train more, where can you prepare better. What are the weakness areas? You remember that from a couple of podcasts back. Identifying the weakness and this hysteria, this fear, puts people in like a short circuit, like they're going straight from feeling to reaction, and the thinking. We leave, we leave that out. We ignore that, you know, rather than thinking about it. It's like watching the weather, you know. You have those, you know, guys are like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> pool, weather tomorrow, it's going to be miserable. And there's this quote by Mark Twain. Oh, let's see if I can remember correctly. He says, my life was full of um, awful tragedies. Most of them never actually happened. And that was 500 years ago. <laughs> so we're trying to... Um, uh, Control the future so that she's, she's predictable. And that's not correct. I remember when I did my master's degree, Peter Drucker, the best way to predict the future is to create it. So perfectionists usually want to control all the eventualities. But this is uncontrollable. If you're a perfectionist and you're running, you want to control everything. You want to know the route. You know, there were a couple of guys before this, this trail run that I did that really wanted to know the route. And I looked at the route once and I realized I'm never going to be able to fathom this because it was one of those, you know, zigzags going up in a forest. You can say 10 kilometers just going up a hill, left, right, left, right. And then it went down again in the back and the, the route crossed its own checkpoints two or three times. It was nearly impossible to, and, and I know how to read a map. I was in the army. That's one of the things I learned. I know how to use a compass. I know how to navigate. But it was such a complex route, I knew I can't control it. And there were some runners there, perfectionists, details-oriented people. They wanted to, to really control this. And the same thing happens 
on your own. You can't control if suddenly there is a very steep downhill, a fast section, and it's slippery, and you might slip. Or if that day comes and you're doing that Ironman swim, and next thing, you got an elbow in your face and your swimming glasses, those swimming goggles have disappeared. <laughs> you can't predict that. You can't avoid that. But you can prepare for such an event. So focus on your adaptability, on your creativity. Focus on how would you like to react if that elbow hits you and those goggles are gone. Focus on if you realize this is a very dangerous, slippery section going down here and my muscles are tired. Prepare for that. And to create these new optimistic thoughts that they're like, you know, like, like currents in your brain. Listen to a podcast like this. Listen to other people who've done it before, who haven't just got the egos and, and like boasting with medals or they're like far from reality. I mean, talk to people who've already done it. Success leaves clues. Now, of course, I've also read Michael Phelps' books about swimming. But honestly, I, I can't train like he did in the mornings two hours and then he had breakfast and then afternoons another two hours and then evenings after an another two hours. I can't train like that. I can't run like Scott Jurek. I can't put in his four or five hour long run during the week. It's impossible. But find people who have successfully managed it. And then when those fears start coming, feelings reactions or feeling thinking and reaction and put a definition on that what is unknown and that you do by by getting advice but what happens if i've already tried it Heiko. you know i already you know i already did a couple of courses in trail running and i'm just not capable of getting up that hill or you know i've tried with the swimming but i'm, I'm still i'm still worried about it and and what have you well the thing that you need to do is, some things might happen. It might be that you slip and you fall down on a downhill. It might be that during your swim, something, is hap something happens. But the better you prepare for it, the smaller the chances are that this bad negative eventuality will occur. And by focusing more on the positive outcome, your brain will help you find more techniques, more information, more tools on how to improve and how to limit that risk and the life <laughs> you will have spent your your time your lifetime by looking for the best and the creativity will also be unleashed you know i've got so much i've got so much respect for those runners and uh, i met one person that i taught uh, swimming and he, he was also at the run and swim event and he was like well, after the event he was like hey um i tell you heiko i knew i could do it you know i i just saw myself already doing it and i thought yes he has understood it was his first time at an open water swim and yeah then of course you get the people that like to talk about sharks I was fortunate enough to be in Los Angeles a couple of weeks ago and the talk came up about jaws, about sharks and all of that. And hey, I mean, you know, not in every uh, bay where there is a swim and, run, swim and run event is there a shark that's hungry and that's got your number right there. And he's going to, you know, I mean, just keep it in context. And not every trail runner is going to rain the night before and be wet and slippery. And usually it's about losing control. I'm of the opinion it's not the, it's not the future which, which causes us worries, 
but it is our um, inability that how we how we process this fear. Well, most of us we have got errors in our thinking. We need to control the future. I need to really manage that run. I need to manage my split times. You know, even look at a training plan for a marathon. It's like pressure. You've got to manage these split times, you know. But let's be honest. The only thing you can react upon is your reaction. And you, you've got no control over what's going to happen in that marathon. But everything depends on your inner composure that you have and your attitude doesn't matter what happens i'm gonna adapt <laughs> doesn't mean you're not gonna suffer after the race like i did <laughs> i've barely made it to the showers of the event <laughs> hey but doesn't matter what happened i'm gonna adapt maybe it'll be that during the marathon suddenly you have a weak phase because there are, you forgot there's a long incline i'm just thinking of salzburg marathon where there's a nice little bridge you got across just before the finish and the finish is on an incline it's not steep it's not long but it feels like a killer you know you can prepare for that you can put in more effort on your long runs to include a hill in the last part you can make sure that you've maybe taken an energy gel the last couple of kilometers which maybe you usually wouldn't do and when the hill the slight increase then comes at the end of the race you're suddenly going to find yourself being able to run it pretty slick up there <laughs> and then if you and other people are going to realize you don't need to control the future, but your capabilities so that you can solve something unexpected. And this is actually, you know, this is the, the self-trust, the self-confidence, this attitude of I can do it. I can do it. I will do it. So it's a it's an attitude thing. And I believe that our forefathers, they had this. I mean, there was no apt look at the weather. If you look here where I'm living, it's farm country. I'm pretty sure that my grandparents, that they would know when to plant the seeds. They would know when there would be a storm. They would know when to react, when to do what. And they didn't have even 10% of the technology, technology that we have today. They had this like basic instinct. So it's not about programming your brain. That you just see the sunny side of life, you know, this is a positive thinking podcast, you wee, smiley emoji, thumbs up emoji. No, no, it's, it's important that you have logical thoughts, what might happen, but don't just feel and act, feel, think and act. Don't go into panic. Ah, I forgot, to, I forgot, I should have taken notes before, shouldn't I? I forgot to tell you what happened. At the last, I think... Two miles before the end of the race, there's a lady in front of me and she's running at a pretty good pace and I'm trying to hold on to her and we're maybe 400 meters apart. So I see her sometimes, sometimes I don't, but I realize I'm not closing up on her and I'm like thinking I would love to be closer to her because I will latch on to her and she's going to carry me over the finish line. That's a fantastic technique if you're, if, if you're tired to latch on to somebody. But I realized, no, she's too fast. And you know what happened? I overtook her. Why? Because her husband, boyfriend, brother, whoever, was waiting at a corner for her and he greeted her and he said, hey, Maria, well done, well done. And he's clapping and he had a bottle of, with I think some electrolyte or something. And she stopped. She stopped to talk to him and to drink water. And that's when I managed to move by at an incredible, <laughs> very slow pace because I was tired. <laughs> but I managed to get past there. And that is a 
positive event out of a suffer, last suffer stretch I was in. That's why. Don't live your life just focusing on the negative thoughts. Don't waste your time because over 80% of those negative thoughts, they're not going to happen. They're not going to occur. And, and this is going to change once you change your focus. If every night after your training, you're going to have these horror scenarios of the marathon and the man with a hammer, and then you're going to look at all these YouTube videos like how I suffered or what have you. You know, or if, if it's that big swim event, and, you know, you know, what about Jaws? It might be that there's a shark that's got my name and number, you know, my bib number. <laughs> it's not going to be a success. And if you focus a lot on the opportunities, if you focus on something, something simple like that runner ahead of you, he's making it, he, he's, he's, he's having a good pace, let me attach to him. That swim section Hey, let me just not lose this group. Let me just stay with this group. You're going to be focusing on the opportunities and your running is going to be positively influenced. Uh, the fear of the future, you're making it smaller because in life we're so blessed with so many opportunities. <laughs> of course, there are setbacks, <laughs> but guess what? This morning you woke up. <laughs> you can start Again, afresh. You can use this opportunity once again. You can see this day as opportunity. And the, the race, it's experience. Hey, so I didn't make it on the podium. I didn't even make third place. I didn't win it. But I got a lot of experience. I didn't get my dream time. But I'm, I'm happy about it. And I got a positive attitude about it. So it's the chance to change. Movement, agility. <laughs> I, I love running in the mountains. Now, one time I was running in, in, uh, in uh, Lanzarote and somebody told me, watch out, there are snakes. I didn't know there are snakes there, you know. And he was telling me in such a way, like, should I now not run anymore because there might be snakes? You know, is it even true? And how many people have even been bitten by a snake? You know? And usually if you see a snake, you know, you're just going to run, jump over it or take a little bit different route. It's a lot easier than thinking about it and, and, and the snake never arrive so watch out for any possible snakes you might be thinking of or for any possible sharks i want you to go out there and to go at it with a positive attitude and eliminate those fears of the future use your time feel think and then react hey i enjoyed today's show i hope you too if you feel there's somebody you know who should be listening to it please do share the show i will appreciate it my name is heiko god bless you and remember Take it easy.